You are here with Kari and Catherine, and this is for Church Girls Only. Real conversations for today's church girl, navigating life with salvation in mind. Hey, church girls. <laughs> hey, church girls. So we are back with the second episode of season two. And as a follow-up to last week's episode, if you missed it, I'm going to need you to hit pause on this one and go back and look at last week's episode. Listen to it because it's a doozy. But for this episode, we're coming to y'all today to talk about what does it look like to say yes to God? Yes. <laughs> it is like a Selah moment. Yes. I, I have a friend. Um, I did her wedding years ago when I was like doing weddings and it always stuck with me. She talked about she was going out um, and, you know, starting her own business and doing all this other stuff. And what she said was, her faith walk was like, um, oh Lord, I'm about to get my disciples wrong. Was it Peter walking on the water? Yes. It yes. Was Peter. She said her, her faith walk was like Peter that he was holding on to the side of the boat. And then he had to trust God, trust Jesus and let go in order to be able to walk on the water. And so for years, I would joke with her about like what we were doing in ministry. And I would be like, I'm still holding on to the side of the boat, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and she, and that my, she's one of my sorority sisters. And so she was like, I don't let go and I'm running on the water. I'm like, I'm still holding on to the side of the boat. So in my funny little interpretation of it, like, what does it look like when you let go of the side of the boat? <laughs> Come on, sis. I love that analogy though. Cause that's real talk. That is real talk. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, the, I, and I think about um, the analogy of like bicycle riding. When I was a kid, I first had a bicycle that had training wheels on it. And you know, you be trying to keep their training wheels on. You ever seen a kid that had training wheels and they was too big for training wheels? It's like, baby, it's time. It's time to let them go. You almost too big for the bike, real talk, but you need to definitely let go of the training wheels. Be like me, the training wheels then came up lopsided and you rocking side back and forth, back and forth. Cause you won't let go of the training wheels. You about to fall over trying to hold on to the training wheels when you right. just let go and go and do what you know how to do. Come on, sis. Come on. <laughs> no. And I would, I would definitely am just gonna regurgitate for lack of better words I'm gonna rehearse that's the word I'm gonna rehearse what you just shared in the beginning in that you know it's definitely a faith thing yeah. that's the underlying it's like if sisters we're gonna bring you in for a good faith talk right now because it's definitely a faith thing about your belief about you know you setting your mind and your faith to be able to really walk out the yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll definitely talk about it in a few minutes about when you say yes it's not just okay yes this is what it is like you, you have to keep saying yes 
Come on, sis. That part. That part. So, you know, I love that, you know, you and I can just get together. And it's almost as if we both be going in the same direction when we bring up a topic. Like God is literally giving us the same things to say and similar points to touch on. Uh, it's just one of my favorite things about being able to have these conversations with you is I feel like God is, you know, like leading us on our individual journeys. Um, and then we're also walking together. And then we're also walking with all of you. So, you know, as you're watching, as you're listening to us, you know, it's not like you're doing this by yourself. Like you right. literally have sisters in Christ who are walking this walk out with you. And I really think that that's one of the beautiful things about this community, about, you know, this podcast is that it's, you know, letting you know that you're not alone in this faith journey. And, you know, this is definitely something that's doable. Yes, absolutely. That's when I was, um, and this is definitely a, a bit of a digression, but when I was teaching, you know, the high school girls at my, uh, at a former church, that was one of the biggest things that, you know, they appreciated and I appreciated about where we were was that we were able to approach it from, you know, not a kind of like looking down condemnation, like I can't believe you're still doing these things and why don't, why don't you know better, but more of a, you know, I'm, I'm walking with you, uh, we're learning together, we're growing together and you know, I want you to learn from the things that I have learned, but understand that I'm not that far ahead of you, that there's not something that I can still learn or glean from you. And it was a true partnership, even though they were, you know, high school girls, it was a true partnership in faith of, you know, this is something that we're going through together, or this is something that we've been through. So I understand where you are because I have been there as well. And so to be able to have this community where we can say, hey, like not only have we been there, <laughs> but we are still there in a lot of situations and circumstances. So, you know, like you said, we're going through this together. And I love being able to have this kind of community and go on this journey um, with everyone. Yeah, yeah, it makes it special. And it's like, it also lets you know that God is mindful of us. Like, oh yeah, you know, he's like, well, you're not alone just look around there's some other sisters down here going through with you walking through this yeah. with you yeah. and and we can encourage and support each other along the way and that just I'm like I want us to you know take little moments just to kind of be mindful of that because I think that it's really special and it's it's really a beautiful thing I'm thankful to God for that yes absolutely so okay so what does it look like to say yes to God so um, you know, we talked about, mentioned it earlier, you know, if you didn't listen to um, the first episode of this season, make sure you go back and listen to it because we talked about, you know, protecting your peace to pursue your purpose. And when you say yes to God, it's after you've come to a point where you understand that you have a purpose on your life, there is a calling on your life. And as God gives us all free will, we can say yes and we can say no. Like it's completely up to us how we respond to the calling that God puts on our lives. But when you say yes, if you choose to say yes, um, you know, things are going to change. Like things are going to look differently. Um, well, I'll say things should look differently. Things should change um, once you've said yes to God. So we want to talk to you a little bit about what does it look like, I guess, internally and externally when you do say yes to God? 
yeah definitely like a what to expect when saying <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of the biggest things about you know that yes piece is you know I think we get excited about the yes, but we also have to understand that there are going to be some things that come along with it, right? So we don't want you to go in blindsided and, and then just be like, nobody told me this was going to happen. We are going to have a real conversation with you today <laughs> so that you know you have a clear picture of what's going to happen and what to expect so that you're not caught off guard. Um, so one of the things that I think both of us kind of touched on when we were talking about this episode, sis, was the whole discomfort piece oh, and yeah. getting comfortable. Um, and I don't know which, you know, perspective you're going to take from it, but I know for me, you know, when you say yes to God, that literally means that you're saying, okay, God, I accept your will and not mine. And I know that, you know, I'm not too much of a control freak, but in some ways I do like to like handle stuff a certain way and right. saying yes to God sometimes means that I have to come outside of like how I'm used to operating and how I'm used to showing up and really surrender to what he's saying I need to do in the moment. One of those things for sure for me, and I have to be transparent about that, is like giving somebody a word. And like, I'd be like, Lord, I don't want to say this to them. What if they think I'm crazy? Like, what if they don't receive it? And like, God would be like, nope, go tell them I said this. I'd be like, okay, Jesus. Like, okay, I'm gonna go tell them. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's received immediately, but sometimes you don't get that immediate feedback that said like, oh, thank you for, you know, telling me this. And sometimes it's not always good stuff either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's a discomfort in that because I mean, by nature for me, I'm pretty much a really chill person. Like I like to have fun. I like to keep it on the up and up and, you know, have a good time. But sometimes, you know, when you're talking about being kingdom minded and saying yes to God, it's really not about you know what you want and how you operate and what your vibe is it's about vibing with the holy spirit <laughs> yeah i um you said that and that made me remember like um i guess where i still stumble is a lot of times so being kind of like in the you know influencer social media world it's you know all this like it has to be perfect like you have to have your makeup on you have to be in the right setting and the lighting has to be right and blah 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 that is not how the holy spirit speaks to me like i'm i'm in the kitchen doing dishes and he's like you need to go tell the people and i'm like what like it's what i no i don't have my, i'm i'm not in the right clothes and and i'm not you know this that and the third and he's like that ain't had nothing to do with this conversation. I told you to go tell somebody. And I I have too often talked myself out of it because I'm like, okay, people are not expecting me to be on at this particular time. And I don't have things set up and I'm, I need to finish this one little task first. And then I never say it. Right. And like, you know, I talked about that a little bit about, you know, letting other things interrupt what I have been called to do and you know risking the chance that this might be affecting somebody else's salvation because I haven't said what I was supposed to say in the moment and mm -hmm. so um being and and every single time that I fail to do that I have so much regret because I'm like Lord I know this is what you told me to do and so you know kind of speaking to the discomfort piece of it it's like now my spirit is restless because I didn't do what 
what was put on my heart at that moment. And there's a lot of, you know, discomfort in like being open and raw and vulnerable and not being poised to, you know, give a message perfectly. You know, it's like trying to live up to other people's standards. And God is like, I didn't ask you to live up to everybody else's standards. I sent a word to you. I need you to go open your mouth. Like right. that's all, that's all we're talking about. And so saying yes to God, at least for me, is stopping in the moments when he speaks to me and gives me a word or an action or something that he needs me to do for somebody else because he is moving through me to, to reach someone else. And so my discomfort is learning to be okay with, oh, this might not come out perfectly. I might have to apologize for something that comes out of my mouth, but I have to say it. Yes. Yeah, that part. And then not to harp too much on the discomfort part for, for, for y'all turn your yeses into I don't knows. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, awesome, real stuff. There is a, also another part to this discomfort. And I think a flip side to it in that God has a way of stretching you beyond what you think you're capable of doing and being. Mm-hmm. And he has a way of like doing more through you when you say yes, and you truly surrender to him than you could have ever imagined for yourself. Like, I mean, oftentimes, even when I, you know, am speaking the word of God, like, or preaching, like, I'd be like, that was me, like, that, that's not how I would have said it, or that's not how I would have sounded, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, God will stretch you in ways that you don't expect. And I think that it allows you to be stretched, not just naturally, but also spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it allows you the opportunity to be um, stretched in your faith. Um, to be stretched in what you're willing to do for God. (laughs) You know, um, I think we get, and I'm sure, especially with attending churches and stuff like that, you're used to serving certain ways and Mm -hmm. showing certain ways, but God is like literally saying like, is your yes, your yes or nah? Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, the scripture uh, where he talks about, you know, not being lukewarm and not let your yes be your yes and your no be your no like yeah there's a reason why that's in there um and I think the other thing to expect is that once you say yes to God the enemy is going to get busy um he is going to attack through self-doubt he's going to attack through insecurity he's going to use other people to come in and be like girl, why would you ever want to do that? Like, no, that's, you don't need to go into ministry. Just keep making your cookies because I really want to order your cookies. Talk, just speaking for myself. Uh, (laughs) Like, why, why are you doing this? I need you to keep making cookies because that's not what God is calling me. Like that's, mm -mm, that is, I mean, sure. I can send a nice, you know, scripture or something when I send the cookies out, but that's not what he's calling me to do. That's not the audience that he needs me to reach. So I have to stop listening to people that are telling me do something that's going to make you a lot of money and, and something that you find fun because what I'm, what I'm called to ministry to do may not necessarily be fun. It's going to be hard, but in saying yes to God, I have to keep listening to 
what he is calling me to do, what he is asking me to do, what he has put on my heart to do. Because one of the things, um, one of the things that I tell people all the time is that when the, when the enemy attacks, he's going to attack through people who are closest to you. And so it's going to be, you know, the folks who have known you in a different lifestyle, they have known you in a different season of your life, they have known you for doing, for having other talents or other gifts that are not a particular ministry. And so they will be the first ones to be like, that why would you want to do that? Like, do you really, do you really think you're capable of that? And, you know, I don't mean any harm, but are you sure this is what you want to do? Come on, sis. Sowing those little seeds of doubt. Expect that. And, and on the converse of that, when you expect that someone is going to be in your ear trying to talk you out of what God has called you to do, surround yourself with sisters who are ministry-minded, who are kingdom-minded, who are going to encourage and say, don't, don't listen to them. They over there doing all your foolishness. You come over here. This is what God called you to do. Okay, let's get it done. Like those are the people that you need in your circle. And so I didn't, we didn't write it down, but it's coming to my mind is that what you can also expect when you say yes to God is that you might lose some friendships you might lose some relationships you might lose um you know fam familial connections that would otherwise stand in the way of what god has called you to do yeah absolutely um and not to be remedial but it it can be more than relationships too it can be mm -hmm. some stuff oh yeah it can be some things it can be some habits mm -hmm. it can things that you deeply enjoy on a personal note and, you know, are very attached to on a personal note, but it's not serving your purpose and what God has asked you to, to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that sometimes, and I say this often, I say sometimes we don't count the cost. We just get excited about the potential of what can come from saying yes in a good way, the rewards, the benefits, the blessings that can come yeah. from saying yes, but we don't count the cost of what does this really look like? What does this really mean? So I'm really glad that we started off here with the what to expect. Yeah. Because like I said, I don't want your yes to turn into a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or turn into a never mind. Like, mm. that part. like just kidding, just, just kidding. <laughs> um and so, okay, so we talked a little bit about what to expect. So um, just as, you know, the scriptures tell us to pull up, put on the full armor of God. Now we want to talk about what you need um, internally, externally, you know, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, the things that you need um, once you said yes to God. Yes. So one of the things that we talked about is discernment. And I know that people use that word and it seems so really, really deep, but I'm like, I just want to, I want to simplify this. I want to make discernment like user-friendly. I want it to be something that we just, everybody has their discernment on and it's working real good. 
but it just means that you're able to recognize things for what they really are and that you're able to see things for what they really are. And I think that that's really important when you're talking about spiritually being active in the kingdom, because a lot of times the enemy will attack us in the natural to make us believe that it's a natural fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's literally scriptures and instances where Paul is saying, like, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. He says um, in another place, I think he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning that we're not fighting against people. We're not fighting against, you know, this situation on your job or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But it's literally a spiritual um, attack and spiritual warfare that's going on. And so when your discernment is in, is is high and it's operating the way that God intends it to, you're able to readily react the right way. Mm -hmm. You don't respond according to the flesh and you don't lean to the flesh. You don't lean to, you know, those carnal reactions that you would normally have. And that's not to say that you don't have emotional responses. You can still have emotional responses, but you're not allowing those emotions to lead and guide and dictate to you how you respond. Mm Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and you were saying, you know, make it um, make it plain and make it simple, you know, it, and it made me think of like when something happens and and so I'm gonna talk about me <laughs> like the situation that I had been dealing with for several months with the family member. It was like I was so wrapped up in it, so angry, so hurt and frustrated and just having all of the emotions. But then I took a step back and was like, wait a second, the whole time that I spent having these emotions, what was I not doing? What what was I missing out on? And I was like, I done been wrapped up in this thing and I done missed out on six months of ministry work. Like I had a plan of what I was supposed to be doing, shifting, you know, shifting my platform to help reach a different audience that I, that God was like, this is who I need you to talk to, had this whole plan, and then got wrapped up in somebody else's mess, and was like, wait a second, I didn't, I, I hadn't been doing what I was supposed to be doing, worrying about somebody else, it was like, okay, now I see, see this for what it is, I'm walking away, because I cannot let this, <laughs> and all of that, <laughs> stop me from doing what God has called me to do. It's just like, mm, yes, that the discernment, it was, I was a little slow on the uptake with that one, but, <laughs> but once, but once it registered was like, oh, this is, this is what it has cost me. This is what it has cost the kingdom. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I got it. That's good. That's good, sis. And I love how you're, you're sharing, like, it's like, even if it takes you a second, to me, the key is just getting it to kick on. Mm-hmm. Once you start recognizing something for what it is, because, and I want to say this not to go into like an off-topic situation, but just to be clear, the enemy only has a limited book of tricks. It's not like he gets creative and makes <laughs> up something new. It's like he's coming to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's coming to attack through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The word of God tells us these things. And so if we kind of understand how he operates, it makes it a little bit easier for us to respond accordingly and to see him coming when he's coming. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, nice try, Satan. Get the behind me. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so having having discernment, um, being in attunement with the Holy Spirit. And so I love how like before I was 
as I was growing up and before I was baptized, I, I remember like women have like a seventh sense and where like kind of like that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're like, I know something ain't right, or I know something's going on or when, when somebody crosses your mind. Yeah. Those are all Holy spirit moments. Um, so being in tune with the Holy Spirit to understand that when something comes up, there's a reason and yeah. taking a moment to pause and be like, okay, what's going on? Come on, sis. But if you're not in tune with the spirit, you have less discernment because the spirit is speaking to you when it, when it's telling you, don't do this, go over here. And you're like, I never drive down this street. Why am I going down this street? Somebody needs you. There's a situation that needs you. Um, but you have to be actively pursuing that relationship with Christ and actively um, maintaining that indwelling relationship of the Holy Spirit to be able to have the discernment so that you can add this kind of like to your arsenal of, you know, I've said yes to God. I'm, I'm aware that these are the things that I'm going to expect all right, Holy Spirit, like, it's, it's me and you, what we doing? Right, that part, yeah, and then, of course, I know that we're talking about internal, external, um, but honestly, it, we also have to recognize that when we are, what does the Bible say, when you sow into the Spirit, then you're going to reap certain benefits, like, you know, you, you're going to receive life and peace, but if you sow into the flesh, it's going to breed corruption, Um and so even though we're talking about uh, mostly spiritual things, I want you to understand that when you sow into the spirit and when you are being active and intuitive and also um, engaging with the Holy Spirit, it's helping you to be able to like manage things on the external. So like, you know, for instance, one thing with me and in the last year, especially that God really helped me with is understanding that the peace of God is always available to us, but we have to be ready to receive it and to walk in it. And sometimes that means that I have to just take God's word at face value, which is that if I keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. Well, what happens when some foolishness comes to my doorstep? If I keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. So I have to reframe my thoughts to what God's word says and what God's word says about me in my situation. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me to develop almost like, I want to say like this monotone, like temperament like I'm not going up and down with you I'm not yo-yoing with you I don't do roller coaster rides with the enemy no more it's like you're not going you're not going to have my emotions all over the place what I am going to do is I'm going to take this piece that God has given me and I'm gonna roll with it mm -hmm. and so we want you to understand that even though you're hearing some of these things that might be rehearsed in church or you've heard them over the years we're, we're really emphasizing it because it's important for you to learn how that looks and how that works for you so that you can reap the benefits of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so to round out this, this part of like what you need, um, you know, to kind of like continue on that thought, you need really strong, healthy spiritual habits. So, um, you know, being in prayer constantly, you know, doing your Bible studies, having your devotional, um, you know, studying to show yourself approved, you know, it's not to prove anything to anybody else, 
Like you're not, you're not learning the Bible so you can show up the next person. You're studying to show yourself approved to God. So, you know, showing him that you know what he has said, who he is, who he has said you are. So like Carl, like you just said, you know, when stuff comes all over the place, I'm standing, I'm standing firm in who God says I am and who he says he is so that my emotions are not all over the place. We're not going upside down and getting stuck on a ride because we've been playing with the enemy. And he's like, ha ha, got you. Mm -mm -mm. No, <laughs> them, them ain't the kind of games we're playing these days. Um, so understanding and being willing to have and to grow those spiritual habits. And, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. This is something we do every day, you know, and I've, I've been very transparent, like when it comes to quoting scriptures and remembering scriptures, I suck. Like I'm so bad at it, just terrible at it. But even if I can't remember like exactly where the scripture is, I'm trying to develop those habits of, okay, what did God say? He said, he said something about this. Okay. Let me go find it in my Bible and see exactly what the word, what the word says, but growing in those habits of, you know, reading the Bible, doing my devotionals and, you know, finding a way that like, I don't know how I'm supposed to study the Bible. Let me get online and find, you know, a 365 day study guide, whatever it is, but growing those, um, those spiritual habits is going to be like, it's kind of like the minimum of what you need <laughs> when, you, when you say yes to God. Absolutely. And, to, and then right along the, the lines of that spiritual habits, and I think this is just one, a big one to me is spending time with God, not just in prayer, but in worship, like just loving on him and, and just, you know, I love to just listen to worship music. I can sometimes go like a two, three hour session of just worship music in the car. And like, <laughs> I have this thing that's kind of like a joke on my praise team. I tell everybody like, I love ugly cry worship. Like any song is going to make me ugly cry. Like I'm here for it. I want to ugly cry worship all day, every day. Let's go Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. But yeah, um, you know, just being open to spending time with God in that way. And it's a building your trust in him, building intimacy in your relationship with him. And this is only going to help you strengthen your yes. I want to say it that way, strengthening your yes. Mm -hmm. And I know we're getting ready to go into the next part of <laughs> we're getting ready to go into the next part of what it looks like to say yes. And so we want to talk to you about what it looks like on a daily basis to say yes to God. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but saying yes to God is saying yes to God every day. Like, you know, there's, there's going to be many days where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like being a good Christian girl today. Like, I don't, I don't feel like being a church girl today. Like I'm ready to pull my earrings off and get to work. No, you get, that is not, that is not God. <laughs> I mean, we know Jesus flipped tables, but you know, that was a different situation. <laughs> 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 We're going to put the Peter spirit aside for a minute. We're going to put the Peter spirit aside, but it's, it's saying yes every day. It's a, it is a commitment. It is a recommitment, just like, you know, marriage just like a workout plan. Every day <laughs> you have to say yes in order to get the results <laughs> that you are looking for. Like you mm -hmm. have to put into it every single day. Um, and I wanna say this too, is you have to be flexible. And so the reason mm -hmm. why I say that is because 
we we make our plans we have things that we want to do but that is not always what god has for us and learning to be flexible learning to release some of the control that you have over things and learning to look for god in every moment learning to look for jesus in every circumstance learning to hear the holy spirit in every situation you have to be flexible um every single day like go go have your plans make make your plans put stuff on your calendar but if things don't go the way that you want them to or that you have planned for them to be flexible and see where god is moving in the changing of the plans right absolutely and i think that that goes right along with what i was going to bring up in that you know sometimes god gives you clearer directions as you begin to go as you begin to operate as you walk out your obedience and your yes god will sometimes clarify what the you know the assignment is and sometimes we get so caught up on that initial thing that we said like oh okay we said yes to this like okay we're gonna keep doing this but god is saying no i just wanted to get you started like we're moving on to something else and i often think about elijah and how God sustained him during that famine. Well, if Elijah would have stayed at the brook and once the brook dried up and he was like, well, God, you've been sending that ravens, keep sending that raven. And God is like, no, the raven ain't coming no more. It's time to move on. But you still (laughs) stuck on on how you've been doing things and how you've been operating that, you know, you can miss a move of God and the direction that God is literally trying to lead you on and the path that he's trying to lead you on. So, you know, it's just really important, um, you know, that word flexible, but I'm also hearing that you need to be open to like redirection. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay to be redirected and to know that wherever God is sending you, he's already prepared the way for you and he's already given you what you need in order to be sustained, um, to be successful or whatever the case may be in the situation that he's sending you into. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that redirection is a big one. You look, you, you speaking to me too. I'm Look, I'm in the audience on that one because I, um, when we, when I started the ministry that I have um, with my husband, we were, you know, talking about marriages and, um, trying to get people help people prepare for marriage like to truly prepare for marriage and we did that for years love doing it like I still do it but God spoke to me and was like that is not where I need you to be like Mm -hmm. you're talking about marriages but I need you to speak to the women who are trying to heal because we too often get into relationships and get married because we're like maybe if I'm with someone else it'll fix me and that is that is such a destructive narrative to have but because marriage is such an important ministry such an important god-ordained ministry there's so much brokenness that has to be healed before you go into marriage in order to have a healthy marriage and so god was speaking and i was like don't nobody want to talk about this like no like that's too hard like people don't want to do that work and he was like I said what I said like I'm gonna need you to go ahead and go go do what I told you to do. and I'd be like yes sir that, <laughs> but <that part. laughs> but you know you you speaking to all of us and talking about you know he needs us to go and then once we get get to going he'd be like okay now take a left up here and I need you to go this direction and we're like but I don't want to take a left because I don't like what's over there 
you can either take a left now or you can make a U-turn, but you still got to go. <laughs> Come on, sis. That part. And not realizing that your obedience to that redirection is always tied to somebody else's deliverance. And I think that's the part for me that is always mind blowing. Like he wasn't just trying to feed Elijah. He was literally trying to sustain a woman and her child along with Elijah in the midst of a famine, mind you. Like wasn't no rain coming down, okay? It was zero drops of rain coming down. But God wanted to show both of them his faithfulness. And I think that even in our walks and the things that we, you know, have in even what you were sharing, sis, that feeling like sometimes you don't want to share certain parts or don't want to do certain aspects that, of ministry that you know you're called to. It's like, yeah, it might not be pretty, but there's some people that's still dealing with this and they need help out. They need to see a way out. And I think that for me is always like, okay. So like I said, it's, you know, the way we started this segment or this part of this this portion of this part is just knowing that sometimes it's going to be commitment but sometimes it's also going to be recommitment like mm -hmm. okay I kind of got off track I kind of you know slacked up Lord let me recommit to what you said yes yes so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because I I feel like this may have been like a heavier episode <laughs> than we wanted it to be but um we're we're listening to the holy spirit we're you know speaking the things that have been put on both of our hearts um in regards to a topic that is so important and you know i think i think where we kind of fail um sometimes is in the church as a whole like we come at it from this attitude of like we got to get more people baptized we got to get more people in the church and like once they're in here it's like yay and then they're kind of like so what do I do now? And so being able to have this conversation about what does it look like um, to say yes to God and sharing, you know, what to expect, what you need, and what it looks like every day to say yes to God, um, albeit heavy, it's necessary because I don't think this is a conversation that happens in an open forum enough yeah. for all of the people who have been tasked and purposed to do kingdom work. Absolutely. I agree, sis. Beautifully stated. So, yeah. all right. So let's, let's wrap up with a prayer and we'll, we'll let you have it. Yes. <laughs> so father, we come before you today, just thanking you for this opportunity to come together with our fellow sisters and to share in something that is beautifully orchestrated by you the calling that you've placed on our lives. We thank you, Lord, for calling each and every one of us by name. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every sister that is listening to this, for her giftings, for her calling, for her purpose, Lord God, that you've placed over her life. God, I'm praying even now that as she's listening to this episode and, you know, rehearsing some of the things that we talked about, I ask, Lord God, that you would help her to do some introspection and to help her to see what it is that she needs to continue to say yes to you. God, I pray even now that you would strengthen her yes day by day, strengthen her walk with you day by day. I ask that you would allow her to find encouragement, Lord God, in places where she might feel discouraged. I ask, Lord God, that you would give her strength in the times where she might feel weak. But God, most of all, I pray, Lord God, that you would give her a resiliency in the way that she says yes, no matter what it may look like, no matter what it may entail. 
God, I thank you for allowing my fellow sister and us to say yes to you. God, we thank you for this opportunity. We appreciate you. And we ask, Lord God, that you get the glory out of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Cara and Catherine, and you've listened to another episode of For Church Girls Only. Make sure to follow us at For Church Girls Only on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and Church Girls Only on Twitter. 